anomaly. Yes, sir. We are back, y'all. Another episode of Anomaly. It's been a minute, but we are here. Here looking good, boy. Got the haircuts on, man. Everybody. You know we started off right. Yeah, you can't get caught slipping. You know. We got to come out smooth for the show. So good to be back, D, man. How you been, bro? Oh, man. God's good, man. I'm all good. Happy Black History Month. It is. It is. Happy Black History Month. We need uh, need all 12 months, though. We need all twelve. Shortest month of the year. Yeah, we need we need all twelve. We need all twelve. But man, it's been so much, uh, so much great basketball to catch up on. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so pumped for this episode because shit, NBA trade deadline was crazy. Uh, the best ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably so. Probably the best ever. We saw LeBron break half history. Black History Month. In Black History Month. I mean, it's just been it's been crazy. So I mean, let's just let's get right into it, and go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about the biggest the biggest sporting event that happened, you know, over the last week, and that's LeBron breaking the record at home. Uh, they did lose, It's kind of kind of unfortunate for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But he hit it on his shot, which was sweet. I thought that was cold. He, he did hit he it. Did. On, he did hit it on his shot, which is going to be a great picture to last forever. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's, that's a crazy thing, bro. I don't think we can say enough about him breaking the record that nobody thought that he was going to, like, could be broken. And not only did he break the record, he's going to play years and years to come. So it's, that record is going to just get pushed out more. He, he, might hit, he might hit 40K. No, like, no exaggeration. And the fact that he's, like, really exceeded everybody's out-of-this-world expectations is, is a testament to who he is, man. So... I don't think you can you can praise that that guy enough. Nah, and like you said, the amount of time he puts into his body, taking care of his body. Um, of course, mm-hmm. obviously it's a different game, you know. But still, I mean, the same thing for football. I mean, doing this at this age, like Tom Brady at 48, LeBron in year 20 doing this. I don't care what game it is, man. At that age, you don't want to put in the time to even like wake up in the morning and go to work, let alone train your body to put up with an 82 game NBA season. You know. Right, and don't forget. The postseason, which he's playing more than that. He's played Team USA basketball. He's been doing this since, like, the All-Star weekend. So, like, he's, he's been doing this since he's, what, 18? Like, yeah, at least. <laughs> I mean, not counting all the AAU stuff before that. Right. The all the cross-country matchups. Longevity is unmatched. Like, and not only the longevity, he's been doing it so long. Like, Buddy's been waking up averaging 27 and 27, 7 and 7 since he was old enough to drink. Like, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's, it's been such at a consistent high basis. Even his bad years are are your bad average player's great years, you know? Dude, so, they pray for that. Yeah. They pray for his rookie year. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely amazing to see. And I'm, I'm curious to see, like, damn, how high he's going to get. And the way the game's moving now when everyone's scoring so many points – is that even going to be a record that could get broken just based off how many points guys are scoring now? I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. I think he can surpass 40K. And because it looked like he got like two to three years left, honestly. I, I, he might have <laughs> like, more, man. The man is still averaging 27, 7. Is that like, yeah. he's been doing it forever. Um, I think I think it's like he's, he's been doing it for so long at a high clip. 
leading the team as the best player on each of these teams. I don't think you can say enough about the dude. I know people try to water. There's no way you can water it down in my eyes. You can't water it down with he's played forever. He's been in the no. You can't water it down to me. That's an amazing stat. No, 38 38k, 38k. I mean, that's that's a hell of a stat. I mean, it for me, it definitely you know solidifies him more. You know, like the the Mount Rushmore stuff. Um, I think it is crazy though. It is crazy talking. People are saying that he is like actually the best scorer in NBA history. I think that's asinine crazy talk though. He's definitely the best scorer in NBA history. The record's amazing. I hope he gets a ton of points, but like, um, let's slow down a little bit. Just... You, hey, let, no, you can't just go like that. Who the best scorer in NBA history? If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, put it up there. It's Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain's the best scorer ever. <laughs> it's not even close. Not even close. I, I technically can't debate that. I don't. <laughs> I mean, the average, mean, could, dude, average 50. <laughs> dude. Come on, man. We not. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm not about to put anybody who who played in the NBA when there was four teams oh, in those conversations. God. We're not starting this. All right. Well, we can do expanded NBA for you. Still, Michael Jordan would be a better scorer than LeBron. The, the, the guys got. The guys got ten NBA. The guys got ten scoring titles. We, and and averages the most points per game still, you know, even with LeBron's record. He still averaged like 33 a game for a career or some stupid shit like that. Mike was a madman. Mike was a sick dude. He was sick. No doubt about it. But LeBron right, LeBron no right there. They all on the they all on the Mount Rushmore. They're on my mount. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I think he's already been in a rush around Mount Rushmore. He's been like one of the best players, if not the best player, and since he stepped in the league. Dude is like I don't want to get. I'm not. I'm never gonna get into the old oh, Kobe, Michael, Jordan. I'm just a tier of greatness. That's yeah, right there. You, that's yep. just a tier of greatness, bro. Like they in that top tier. Whatever you want to argue to order, I don't care. Or go do that. But go play in the street. I'm. That's just a tier. <laughs> go play in the street. Untouchable. <laughs> and uh, he gonna have another playoff appearance. It looks like after the trade deadline, the Lakers just had. It, it sounds. It looks like they got enough pieces now to. Uh, to get in the playoffs, uh, you know, let's talk about the big thing. Russell Westbrook um, mm-hmm. is, is gone from L.A. He's out of there, off to Utah. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to last. Might get bought out of Utah. But, you yeah. know, great that L.A. Laker move I mean, and, their, and their trade deadline, not even just Russ, but even the other pieces bringing in with Vanderbilt, Beasley, and uh, Hachimura yeah. a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I think it's really telling that they lost the night that the LeBron broke the record, like, there's no way you lose that game against Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. So, I, <laughs> trade was necessary. But that Malik, Malik Beasley, Jerry Vanderbilt, I think are great additions. Malik yes. can shoot the cover off the ball. Jerry Vanderbilt, who's going to go rebound and, you know, take some of that defensive pressure off of uh, uh, older LeBron and, and AD, who's, uh, you know, not prone to, you know, getting in the paint all the time. But, I think I think that was a great move. Uh, like we have Timar, who's gonna be a, a switchable wing, uh, get you some rebounds, you know, yeah, here and get, get, get those elbows greasy. So I think those are great picks. Um, great pickups. I don't scapegoat Russ. I, I know Russ is. I'm gonna say like, cause I think Russ is on his way to be sixth man of the year. Oh yeah, Russ had a fantastic year. I mean, it was doomed from the start. Those two, like. I mean, yeah. it, it just didn't work. No fault to Russ, mm-hmm. no fault to LeBron, but, like, you just had to know that that wasn't going to work, you know? 
Right. Um, Russ handled it like a G. Um, and I think wherever Russ lands, if it's Utah or somewhere else, he going to have them boys playing. Um, and he's going to be back to his old self, I think. I don't. I, I think he gets bought out of Utah, though. I think he gets bought out. Me too. I, think he, Me too. I can't picture it. <laughs> I'm more curious on see where he would land afterwards. So. What if he goes to Miami? Oh my goodness. I would be really interested to see that, and, and that. Yeah. I would I be really see. interested to see that. that uh, guys, bunch of guys are gonna play hard, you know, and see where he looks like in that, in that setting. Yeah, the Lakers. I'm interested to see how Darvin Ham handles these new acquisitions. He's he went from he went from a, a rotation where now he's got like he might have too many players. He's got a he got a lot of guards to play now. You said you were bringing Malik Beasley. You had Lonnie Walker who's having a career year. Um you want to keep Dennis Schroeder in the rotation, but you really like Austin Reeves as well. Uh so oh, I forgot. We didn't acknowledge D'Angelo Russell. And you bring in D'Angelo Russell, another guard to the acquisition. I just named seven guards right there, and they all have been prone to play. Not to, not even talking about the big man. We got AD, obviously LeBron, and those two are going to take up 37, 40 minutes a game, 38 minutes a game. Um, it's going to be very interesting. I want to see how Darvin Ham manipulates all that. You add Mo Bamba, uh, Hachimura, like you said. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be some upset guys, I think, in LA. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But you know, it's going to be some upset guys. guys. They got to be professionals. Uh, I like. Yeah. The, I forgot about the addition of Mo Bamba. Who you know you can you can plug him in and play AD at the four where he wants to play, yep. and then you know you got another big who can stretch the floor because you know Mobamba can shoot the ball. So they got some tools to work with. Is it too late for them to turn it around? Turn it around? I don't know. <sighs> nah. It's a tough West. It's a tough West, but they have the opportunity. It, definitely at least to make the play-in game, and that's not a team you want to mm-hmm. see as a ten or nine seed. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's a tough West. They're uh, they're neighbors, <laughs> the LA Clippers had a hell of a trade deadline. I mean, they were able to bring in lots of good pieces. Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, um, Plumlee. I, I love what Teron Lou and those Clippers did, man. Yeah. Uh, that, that Bones Highland pickup is, is crazy. I think he's, he's going to be real good. That's he's a bona fide player. He's going to be real good. Uh, he hits big shots. I think he loves the lights. And I like Bones Island. I like the uh, Plumlee pickup of getting him, getting another big guy, big body in there. Yeah. You gonna need, you gonna need if you wanna play with the Jokic's and and the West and the AD. Yeah, the ADs. You gonna need that big body. Um, and Eric Gordon. Shout out to shout out to Eric Gordon. I'm, <laughs> I am so happy. Free <laughs> Eric Gordon. I'm, I'm so happy for EG, bro. Oh, oh. Look, but hey, but look, like really acknowledge, like he sat in Houston, he didn't complain. You know he didn't want to be there, but I'm, I'm glad he's free. He handled it like a professional, like an old school yeah. vet that he is, and yeah. never never complained, like you said. Eric Gordon's a good pickup. Plumlee's a quiet, solid pickup for them. Zubak is the only big that they really had. I am interested to see, though, no Reggie Jackson. That's, that's going to be interesting. I'm so used to seeing Reggie in that Clippers offense and how he made them run. Um, I assume they're probably going to go more PG at point guard in reality. Um, since he was doing the ball handling anyway a lot. Uh, you know, they also got Terrence Mann still there, and I think they believe in him a lot. So he gonna, we're going to see what it – I think we're going to see his game open up a little bit. The West is getting wild, man. The the biggest the biggest two trades, obviously, we got to talk about in the West. Luka got some help in Dallas. You know, he brings in 
probably probably the one of the most skilled basketball players of all time in Kyrie Irving. And then yeah, for sure. And then the Phoenix Suns bring in Kevin Durant, man. Talk about the power shift in the West with those two coming across town. Like, mm. man. I mean, first we start off with the Mavs. I think, you know, I think when you watch Luka, he's such a good decision maker. And, you know, when the teams, like, try to load up on him, he's, he's been able to get guys open and get them open shots. But with Kyrie there, he changes the game totally because now you got to worry about him playing one-on-one with anybody. Yeah, it's a walking mismatch, and he—it it, got to be hell. That's that's what I'd imagine. It got to be hell to have a have to be on his island. So I, I know people question like, oh, had questions with him in Brooklyn, but he—that's one like you said, one of the most skilled players to touch a basketball. I'm interested to see if Luka can play some off ball though. Um, like he's got to play. Kyrie's cool with chilling. He's done it before. LeBron was. Almost close to what Luca did as far as uh, dominating the possessions, but Kyrie's not that young anymore. He's not young, bull Kyrie. He's he, he's Kai now. So I want to see if Luca's going to be able to play a little bit more off the ball. That's what that's going to be a must. I don't, I don't see Kyrie just coming in and sitting in the corner of the wing waiting for him to be done. Right. And even if it, I think even if so, like that's the case. That's how they want to run it. Uh, I'll trust Jason Kidd how he's going to do. The fact that Kyrie can shoot the ball off the catch. Is a really, oh, like yeah. a really good tool for that team to have, because um, he's not just, you know, he's not just a one-on-one guy. I mean, getting the paint and gets he can be a team like uh, he can be a good good guy for for teams when you can catch the ball and shoot the ball, catch and shoot, and, and not just get it off the dribble. And, and the best part I'm thinking is also having Kyrie or Luka Doncic on the court at all time, a dominant guard at all time that can always take over the game and get others involved. No need to ever have them both sitting on the bench next to each other. I think that's I think that's also extreme extremely big because you seen with Dallas when Luca goes out they tank. Right. I think that's another. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's gonna open up the game for one of our favorite rookies is Jaden Hardy. And Man. I see him. I think a lot of people are gonna to see how good he really is. His game is gonna open up as well as being that bona fide guy off the bench and scoring the ball. Yeah, you're kind of seeing it already. He has a nice little 29, 30-point game uh, a couple uh, a couple days ago. And, yeah, him and uh, him and the young Green, I think, are both going to have great roles to step into. You know, you, you lose a, a great wing defender in Dory Finney-Smith. So the way I look at it is which one of them between Hardy and Green going to play some more defense. That's what they're going to need late in Dallas. You got Luka, you got Kyrie. They're going to need a defender um, to yeah. step in late. So whichever one of those young busts can, uh, you know, show up on defensive end, I think Jay Kidd going to play him late in the season. Mm. I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's still a buyout market out there for, for guys who are, for them to get different rotational guys who are solidified on a defensive end. Yeah. I can see like a nice Pat Beverly move would be nice to Dallas as well. Pat Bev? Pat, Pat Bev? Yeah. Shout out to the legend, Pat Bev. Shout out to the legend. He needs to make the playoffs. He can't miss the playoffs. Hey, look, he, I don't know how it's going to work, but my money and Pat Bev going to make the playoffs. I don't know how it's going to work, but he going to do it. Pat got to get to the playoffs, man. Uh, then we got Phoenix. Wow. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. What a what a move for KD. I know he ain't 28-year-old KD, but he's still Kevin Durant. And uh, this is, I mean, instantly, obviously, one of the, right away now, one of the most dangerous offenses of basketball. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
you got instant buckets. You got <laughs> like one of the best ISO scores and KD, and then a, one of the best ISO scores and Devin Booker and the yeah Chris Paul guy, playing Chris puppet Paul, like, playing puppet the whole time is scary. I, yeah, I think the I think the underrated thing about that is they also got TJ Warren on a bench, who you know with no slouch. I think he can go give you some buckets, you know, and, and be a, a good bet off that bench. So I think that was a good pickup. And what more can you say about? Kevin Durant, who can go get 30 when he feels like it. It, it makes their lineup so versatile, too, with the T.J. Warren acquisition. I mean, you can go Paul, Booker, Warren, A.N., and K.D. Like, mm. everyone on the court is 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 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 besides Chris Paul, and he's still an elite defender. Um, I, I think it's going to be really nice. Honestly, at this point, the only thing is Chris Paul don't F this up. Don't try to do too much with all this stuff around you. That's the only thing. Like, allow KD to be KD still. Allow Booker to be Booker. Chris Paul and the Savvy Vets going to have to find a way to keep all these guys eating. And A, he's you got to eat. He's a point guard for a yep. reason. But This is his biggest test. Yeah. As we we going to see. I know he's had some, some tough luck. Tough luck. My this biggest is thing is, is Aiton. Um. I, I'm, I have a curiosity with like with Aiton because he didn't want to be there in Phoenix initially. So like, how do you respond to a you know a good situation, but you're not really ideally happy there? So I'm that's what my curiosity is. Yep. I think that could possibly be a downfall because when you see these when you see these championship teams, like they are really close knit teams. So Everyone bought in. Everybody's everybody's all ten toes. So yep. I think that's a recipe for success and. Do they have that, or will they have that? And that's what I, yeah, and that's exactly what I mean by Chris Paul. He's the only one that he was very big. They said after Aiden, you know, got the offer sheet matched and they did all that stuff. Paul was really big at trying to get Aiden back involved in it. And yeah, instantly you know, as soon as you saw a KD name across of you, Aiden, I just lost ten touches. Ten. I just lost ten touches right there. So off the rim. <laughs> yeah. So how do yeah, like what Kobe told Shaq, go get that mug off the rim. That's how you eat. So like you gotta Chris Paul got to be able to let Aiden know, like, hey, you can become a DeAndre Jordan. Not the, obviously the athleticism, but like I can you can eat like DeAndre Aiden in LA, defend the rim, rebound, and you know, buy into the system. I think that's gonna be the, the hardest part, like you said. Uh Monty's got his hand full. Let's see if those coach of the years pay off. Yeah, that's for sure. I think another underrated thing is the fact that Kevin Durant is really a good passer as well. Great. So I don't think he has no problem with, you know, he got no, he's like, I feel like he's such a cool dude that he's like, he's cool with, you know, letting him do his thing as long as we're in the game. So I I, I think he's a, a basketball savant for real. So yeah, no, it that's, is. That's two, be great. That's the, that could be great and that could be good or bad. You got two basketball savants on one team. Cause you know, Chris yeah. Paul is a, a whole basketball weirdo. But they got one goal, so we we going to see. Yeah. We, we going to see. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to the Portland Trailblazers. I, I think they have found a way to give Dame, like, actually some help. Like, Dame's got a nice little squad over there. Um, It was kind of, in my head, weary hours when they lost C.J. McCollum last year. I was kind of confused of where they were going. Look at the roster today. I mean, Jerry and Grant and Anthony Simmons, those three are one of the highest-scoring trios in the NBA. And then they add in Cam Reddish. You add in Kevin Knox. And uh, they had one more player, too. Oh, Matisse Tybel. 
Matisse Thibault. That's exactly what right. exactly what they needed to a defender. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. Matisse Thibault. I mean, it, it kind of helps when you got Dame going to get forty because Pat Bev takes them off every night. But <laughs> I mean, that's just a. I think that's a killer, bro. I think he gonna go down as one of the most underrated players in history. Um, Facts. I love what Portland doing. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if they win the championship, but I know they're gonna compete. So that is great to see. Two of the top teams in the West, well, honestly, the three top teams in the West didn't really make gigantic splashes. You know, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and uh, the Warriors all really made one one deal. You know, the Grizzlies get Luke Kennard, Warriors bring back Gary Payton, maybe. Just found out he failed his physical before the episode started. So that could jeopardize the entire 14 trade that they had, including Sadiq yeah. Bay to the Hawks. So that's pending. Uh, that entire four-team trade, including James Wiseman to the Pistons. Right. Uh, I love the. I like the pickup for the Hawks trying to get to D Bay. Uh, we're gonna see what we're gonna see what happens. So yeah. I love the Pistons trying to get. I like the Pistons trying to get James Wiseman. Even I know we had conversations off here. It was like, what are they doing when they got Durin? They got Stewart. But you know, I mean, they can't hurt to get tall, talented humans like and see what works. <laughs> There's not a lot of seven foot people who can play basketball that well walking around. So no, that's true. They got two of them. Well, yep. maybe. And maybe. <laughs> I like the fact that James Wiseman gonna be able to play. He has won a championship. He on he's seen what the work takes like to win. So he gonna be able to play, make some mistakes, and you know get better. Uh, I like the fact that he can stretch the floor. He can put yep. the ball on the floor at seven feet. He can block shots. I think he's really more talented than the average person thinks. And Isaiah Stewart's still only six eight, you know. So let's keep it, you know, keep it a buck. He's still only six eight. So maybe they still they see what Cleveland's got in the East. We gotta see Giannis. <laughs> we gotta see Giannis. We need some more footers. So I, I can I can kind of see what they're doing there. Denver, interesting move I think. L- losing Bones, bringing in Thomas Bryant. I mean, I, I know you get bigger. They needed some help with Jokic, but like, I mean, I don't know. I, I really think they need the firepower from Bones off the bench. Personally, yeah, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with uh, not this year, but last year, trading Monte Morris and wanting Bones to be that guy yep. off the bench. But the fact that he's he's in the second year, you think he wants to be a a a, a six man a bench like he want to like be so no he wants to play basketball. He wants yeah, to so I think they shot themselves in the foot there. He I think he's gonna play well. I think he's gonna be a stud for real, but. Now they're looking for a guy like Monte Morris, who they traded away for the young guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think Denver. I, I don't know if they. I hope. I think they're hoping for like an addiction, a addition by subtraction. Maybe the rookie Christian Brown could step up a little bit more. But yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not loving what Denver's doing there. And then as far as the Grizzlies go, Luke Kennard, a good pickup. Got to add shooting when Dylan Brooks is having the season he's had from behind the arc. Uh. I think that's tough. That's tough. But, it's tough. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies doing that, you know, with Desmond Bain, are like, one of the best shooters in the NBA. I yep. like to pick up. I, we gonna see. I think so much of what they do is like a cultural thing. Like, like you can tell they they really like each other. They, you know, they rock together. And yeah. Like, like you talk about Dylan Brooks, he's a questionable guy who can't stay on the floor. Who who's seen that can't stay on the floor? And Jaron Jackson, who's seen that can't stay on the floor? So, you know. We 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 gonna see. Um, I think you know when Dylan Brooks can't stay on the floor. Now you got yeah. two shooters, two shooters and Desmond Bain and Kennard. 
along with the human highlight. ESPN, John Moran. That's really the biggest moves in the Western Conference that we really had. Um, in, in the Eastern Conference, the the Bucks made a quiet move there. You know, they, they moved Sir, they moved on from uh, Serge Ibaka, uh, but they brought in Jay Crowder for like five draft picks. <laughs> Everybody's got second round picks to give up, but I think Jay Crowder is actually going to help this team a lot. I mean, he's that he's that like PJ Tucker that they miss. Yeah, I like Jay Crowder. I think he can, you know, he's a guy who can shoot the ball, who's going to play hard-nosed defense. He's going to give him a little toughness, a little nastiness to that team, which, they, you know, is always useful, especially with, you know, uh, Chris Middleton still trying to get acclimated after his injury. Well, I mean, I think I think we'd be kind of remiss to talk about the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, and, you know, they got Dinwiddie. They, we see, we're going to see some of the, some, uh addition by subtraction and see Cam Reddish putting up two 40-point games immediately after Kai leaves. And Cam Thomas. So. Cam Thomas, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so. Brooklyn uh, doesn't look awful. You know, yeah, like, think they, they don't look, like, really bad. Like, they look like a – they remind me of, like, one of those, like, that Knicks team that had, like, a bunch of good hoopers on it a couple years ago, like, when they had, like, T-Mac and Steve Francis and Q Rich and – Jalen Rose, like they was they was good players, but like they was getting head cracked a lot. I got that kind of feeling from this Brooklyn team. I mean, they got a bunch ah, of they young. there. They young. You got Mikael Bridges, who was up for Defensive Player of the Year last year. You got Nick Claxton coming into his own. You got Cam Thomas. I'm excited yeah. about Mikael Bridges. I, I want to see what kind of player he really is. Um, I'm excited to see if he's like he could be like that guy. I mean, he's. Yeah, I, I think defensively he's great. Offensively, I think we're gonna see his game open up a little bit because I think he like he got a lot of tools. He got a lot of tools, and and that's a good spot to do it at too in, in Brooklyn. Like yeah. you said, it's gonna be Jock Vaughn gonna let the boys play, and that's a team like you said defensively they all can be able to get locked in. Um, sure. I, I think we gotta talk about Ben Simmons. No deal. He's the only one left from the big three, four, whatever you wanna call it. The disaster uh, that the Brooklyn Nets had with this experiment. What's next for Ben Simmons? Is he just like become a? Does he just become a guy who plays for the Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. <laughs> I just he just become like a regular Hooper. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But he's he's had trouble staying on the court this year. He hasn't been great defensively. Uh. Or offensively, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. He's making a lot of money. Making a lot of money money. there. Uh, Respectfully, respectfully. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers. uh, They let go of Miss T. Stiebel. I was kind of shocked by that move, honestly. Uh, He wasn't really playing a lot in their rotation. Uh, You know, when you got a guy like James Harden who's doing majority of the ball handling and making the decisions. Um, I understand, especially when Matisse is not shooting the ball very well. So I I get it. You know, they got DeAnthony Melton who's been shooting the ball well, and they kind of moved him into the rotation. Yeah, he's been shooting so the blood I, out of it. Yeah, so, like, I think it was just time for time for a change. Any team that you think lost this weekend, this week by not making a trade at the deadline, any team that you kind of thought needed to kind of make a move and punked out? I think I think I well Miami made a move. I they got rid of Dwayne Dedman, but I feel like I, yeah. I expect a little bit more. Maybe they go out at the uh, 
have to buy out market and you know get a good player um because who doesn't want to live in Miami but and yeah they got Deadman away from they just pay to get him off they just cash yeah yeah I know that's your boy but uh yeah that was just cash considerations man I, I guess I guess the, the 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 issue was bigger than we thought on the bench a couple of weeks ago that's what I think yeah. think of so I, I was hoping they did something um they didn't do anything um Chicago, I thought Chicago was gonna make a move. I think they kind of. I think they're like in a yeah. Chicago's in like in this weird spot. They don't know what they're gonna do with their with their start next year. Uh, Obviously, Zach Levine. Yeah, and so those are my my two teams are I'm kind of questioning there. I feel like the Bulls must think when Lazo comes back, they're actually a competitor. That's my only guess. Is that they think when Lonzo Ball comes back, they're really like it's gonna be that big of a difference for their team that they're back in the hunt to fight in the East. He is, uh, he's a difference maker for sure. Um, I don't know if he's I that big though. That's big. Is, we haven't seen him on the court. He's been <laughs> hurt so long. So yeah. Uh, I think he's a great, great guard, and he's gonna you know open up things defensively and offensively. So they've struggled health wise. Um, they've been waiting for Patrick Williams to take another step. Which we haven't seen yet. So mine is the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. If if this Sadiq Bay trade doesn't go through, I think the Hawks yeah. would, would 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 come out to like an F for the trade deadline. I mean, this is a team two years ago that was fighting for an Eastern Conference final spot and mm-hmm. have has gotten worse every year since. You add Dejounte Murray in the offseason, that doesn't seem like it's like fixed the issue. Definitely hasn't hurt it, but doesn't seem like it's fixed mm-hmm. the actual problem that they got going on there. If they don't get Sadiq Bay, I think this is a, a a fail of a trade deadline for the Hawks. I think it's really tough. It's really tough. I, I think that Sadiq Bay move would definitely help them. Uh, I I think having the two guard two guards with the the heavy ball dominance is, is kind of tough. Um, when we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely a, a good assessment. You're saying it's it's an F right now because and at the bottom of the East. They need to do something. Yeah, you got to, because I mean they're not like it's the East, so you got a chance to you know become an eight seed or nine seed and fight if you can make a couple of moves. Um, so I, I'm, the the buyout market is going to be very interesting to see where these where these yeah. big name players land. Like there's going to be a bunch of big name guys we see get bought out. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if you see you know guys like Danny Green who recently got moved get bought out as well. Uh, a lot of pieces are going to get moved. And um, hopefully some of these contenders who were kind of quiet during the trade deadline latch on to them. I'm curious about the Sacramento Kings. What's going on in Sacktown? They playing good and made no moves at the deadline. I think they just believe in a team. They playing good. They force in the West. So I think they just believe in those guys, which is respect to them. Like, talk with your dogs. Yeah. You think they can maintain this heat? I, yeah. Since it's February, they're fourth in the West and a tough West at that. So I, I think so. You got two All Stars and Sabonis and 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 Darren Fox, who, you know, getting caught an All Star is probably going to boost their confidence. And yeah, so we're going to see how they go. And they're they're hungry for the playoffs. So I know Fox is who hasn't. They boys haven't seen the playoffs since I was walking. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he smelled the Fox case for playoffs right now. So it'd be definitely great for the Kings to get there. I'm excited to see it. For that, for that arena and that fan base to host the playoff game would be sweet because 
We seen we seen what they do before. Yeah, we we see how excited Arco uh, Riddick can get. Um, I'm interested as well to talk about some of them All Star snubs, man. It's mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the All Stars. You got two out there in Sacramento. I don't really have a gigantic All Star snub in the West, but I got one in the East, and it's the Atlanta Hawks. I got one. Trey Young. That Trey Young. Trey Young. And uh, I saw Reggie Miller tweet. You're soft if you don't if you name an all-star snub and don't name the replacement. No problem, Reggie. I respect that. No disrespect to Drew Holiday, but I think Drew Holiday is the replacement. I mean, Trey Young is second or first or currently in the NBA in assists, top five in scoring, mm-hmm. and he had a better he's having a better year than he was last year when he was an all-star. Right. I, I'm 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 ten toes with you and agreeing with Trey Young being an all-star. But like you said, if I got a name on replacing, I, I think it's DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think yeah. you know, they're not in contention right now. Um, I think he struggled a little bit. You know, it's not as the, the same show he put on last year. I think Trey Young replaces DeMar. Um, you know, I you know, Milwaukee being in the top and in the top places for uh seeding, you know, they try to get him too off. Yep. Okay, I get it. But yeah, Trey Young needs to be in that All Star game. And then another guy I can think also, um, Jalen Brunson. He, he's got the New York Knicks balling right now. <laughs> like he he's the reason that the New York Knicks are you know back to where they were two three years ago. Yeah, for sure. He's his game is opened up. He's a twenty five and five guy. Yes. Uh, he's a legit traditional like a real point guard, and he got them running. Uh, I like the pickup they got with Josh Hart. You know, you get your college mate back in, back in there. And I, I'm curious to see how they're gonna play. Uh, they're not a, a star-studded team, but they're gonna they're gonna play hard. And I think they better than people think they are. Like the and, individual players are better than people. Yeah. Are. And Josh Hart fits Thibodeau's system perfect. I mean, a defensive player like Josh Hart that does not mind taking zero shots, taking four charges, six steals, and eight rebounds, like. Josh Hart loves that, and that's right that's up Tom Thibodeau's alley. One of the best rebounding guards in the league is, is, is Josh Hart. So, thought, thought the guy was six ground. nine. Thought the guy was six nine. <laughs> Dude about six Somebody three. Dude about yeah, he banged with the best of them. So yeah, shout out Josh Hart. Western Conference. I don't have as big of a Western Conference uh, All Star snub as I do in the East. Um, I, I think the Western Conference they did pretty well. I'm interested with the new format, what the teams are going to be. They're going to just pick old school horse style. That should be cool. Man, if you pick me last at the All-Star game, I'm going home. <laughs> In front of my family, man. My, hey, wife, my, mama here. my wife and kids who stands, I'm the last pick. Dog. Man, my mama here, you got me looking with my hands in my pockets and LeBron looking at me like, I guess I got you. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you know these guys got egos, man. <laughs> these guys yeah. got it's, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, different than being the last call on the draft board. I'm not, I'm not going to the court in front of everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Just I'm, tell you. Looking at, I'm at the end of the bench looking at everybody funny like this, man. Like, come on. They throwing you the towels and they warm up some stuff. And, they, <laughs> and here you go, bro. Like, hey, man, come on. I made it too. Oh, I'm an all-star. Yeah, I made it too. You holding all the warm-ups and stuff. Yeah, it's been a crazy season, but now it's time to tune in. 
Um, any any guesses of where these buyouts land? Any, any way you think John Wall, Pat Beverly, Russell Westbrook? Where would you like to see some of those guys land at? I see a John Wall or a Russell Westbrook in, in the Miami. I see them, I, either one of them in Miami. Um, I think Pat Bev would get to a contender somehow. He got to. Pat Bev, we need that legend in, 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 in the playoffs. Um, I know from maybe, like, if you're Minnesota, do you go get Pat Bev again, you know, for, like, culturally? Yeah. Um, I think I think Phoenix is another big buyer from, from the buyout market. Warm city, um, contending. So well, I'm curious to see what happens there. Maybe yeah, and they Bev just – Can Pat Bev end up in Phoenix? Ooh. After calling Chris Paul at home? Probably not. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't, Chris is, I don't know if Chris is saying yes to that trade. Uh, he, he don't – he does not give me like that Kobe vibe where he's just like can't beat me, join me, Matt Barnes, Kobe's tough style. I don't see him. I don't see him accepting it the same way. Nah. What um, about Reggie Jackson? I, I I I'm very curious to see where Reggie Jackson lands. Reggie's a quiet one that Miami could go to if they're feeling like not on the bigger name, which is some classic Miami stuff to do. Not want to hit the big name, attract all the press like Russell Westbrook would attract get a guy like Reggie Jackson that's going to knock down way more three-pointers than Russell Westbrook's going to do. Um, Reggie could be good in Miami. Uh, Pat Bev, I, I like to see him in Toronto. They had a kind of a quiet um, trade deadline. I, I thought they would be selling, and they're not. <laughs> they uh, traded for uh, Jacob Polo. So maybe they're like a buy-in team. They're trying to get better still. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious on what the Raptors are doing. I think they're I think they're waiting to the offseason, to be honest. <laughs> Just say, I, I whatever, really, however we finish, we finish. Yeah, I think they're going to gauge everything and wait to the offseason. Maybe at the draft, we see them make some moves. And I, I'm, I'm curious on Toronto's going. Uh, I don't know if the baby giraffes are going to work or not. I, I was shocked. I just, I, I just thought OG was definitely going to get traded for sure. He seemed like a guy that was being passed around a lot in trade deadlines. Um yeah. Uh, I was very shocked about that. Oh, John Wall. I don't know where John Wall is going to land, man. I'm nervous for John. I, I hope someone takes another chance on John. I'm, I'm nervous that no one takes a chance on John Wall. I, I am as well, but I, I, I think the way the league is going, like they're trying to get like all vets out of there, which I don't like. I hate it, man. So I, I want to see all these guys actually get a job. I, there's so many – talented guys that need a job out there like the fact that Melo is still out there should be a crime I don't care what you say Carmelo should be in the playing in the NBA there's certain guys that you you know I think DeMarcus Cousins should still be playing I think Isaiah Thomas should be there's so many guys who really should be out there but I know how the NBA runs you know how the NBA going right now that's why I'm that's why JR scaring me not JR that's why John Wall scaring me um Mm -hmm. I'm confident Russell gets signed I mean he's I think Russell's too big of a name and of a Hall of Famer still, and has shown he still has it to not get not to get picked up. And he has really kind of like fixed his name that the media just for no reason trashed last year. Um, he's really just played the quote unquote good guy role and fixed his name up a little bit to get that respect that he should have already had and should never have lost. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I think that play style he's playing is is tough to play with, it's tough to win with. Um, but, like, the fact that he came off the bench for L.A. this year, I think that shows, like, you know, if he's willing to do that again, he'll, he'll get another job. And, and I think he'll thrive in that role in many, many places. 
let's end it with this. Who do you see in the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals when we when we get there into the season after the trade deadline? Since the teams are kind of locked in at this point. Man, I think it's tough. Um, I know it's a lot that can happen, especially with this buyout market, but I got to go with the continuity, so I'm still going with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, and as tough as it is, I think I'm uh, – I mean, Phoenix, I, I, it's hard to deny KD, CP, and Devin Booker, and Aiden's healthy, so I, I got to go with Phoenix. And then in the East, I got to move over here and look at the Celtics who are holding it down. They thrive they, – they're hungry to get back to the finals. Yeah. And then uh, who I think is the best player in basketball right now that alien it in Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the East is pretty set. Um, I think Milwaukee's in for sure. And I, I teeter-tatter on Boston and Philly all the time. It's just because I want Joel Embiid to just to be this 40-20 and 20 guy in the playoffs, and it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, I want him just to have just some Shaq numbers in the playoffs. But – I think you're right, Boston. I, th- I think Boston for sure. I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East, and uh, should probably be will probably be the one seed and should definitely be hosting the ECF. In the West, I got the Warriors. I think you got to beat the champs first. I don't see that happening yet. And then that 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 second spot in the West is is where it gets interesting. That I'm gonna say the Memphis Grizzlies. Something's gonna happen to the Suns. I don't know what, but I feel like the Suns are just missing a guy to muck it up. I feel like now they have a that team. Big? They got a team right now, I feel like, of a bunch of light-skinned dudes and dark-skinned with light, and dark-skinned dudes with light-skinned personalities. <laughs> so, like... So, you said they need a Pat Bev. They need a Pat Bev. If the Phoenix Suns, if Chris Paul was man enough to take Pat Bev with his team, I think the, I think the, the Phoenix Suns could probably win an NBA title. Because right now, you look at their squad, who's diving for the Lucy? Who's out for the loose ball? Tory Craig. Yeah, man. He ain't going to be on the court. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when his money tied, he shouldn't be on the court. So, yeah, that, that's what I think that they're missing. And it, it it has to be Tory Craig. He has to be that glue guy. And I hope so. That'd be great for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like something's going to happen with that Phoenix Suns team. Too good to be true type of thing too soon. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to the human highlight real job, man. He seemed like he seemed like he wanted to get to the Western Conference Finals, and he seemed like he really wanted to see the Warriors for a seven game healthy series. We'll see. Uh, Dylan Brooks and and Jaron Jackson can stay on the court. Jaron Jackson fouls out of so many games that that's like it's, it's tough. It's tough. <sighs> Damn, poor guy. <laughs> I feel like he'd have a good IQ. We played with the MSU. Tom Izzo, dude. I feel like he'd be a really high IQ athlete, but he he goes for a lot of block shots though. So he's young, and well, he's he's a great defender as well. So we do know one thing: it's gonna be a crazy end of the year. Appreciate you touching base and listening to episode two of Anomaly. We definitely gonna be back with another episode, and not sure. nearly as long as a break at this time. But man, life's been busy, man. We've been living the dream. Living, living the dream, boy. This is not what MLK has in mind and the way I'm working. This is not the dream. This is exactly what he had in mind. <laughs> I have a dream to have a dream. Man. Oh, man. Until next time, D, I appreciate you, boss. All right, man. Happy Black History Month, my brother. Anomaly, a podcast presented by Sports Time with my...